Hi, Bill. How's it going? Brian Kilmeade here. I want to congratulate you on the relaunch of Common Ground. It is great. I'm glad it's back. Also, I'm going to be in New Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm coming there November 9th, 7 o'clock. Everybody who comes gets my brand new book, Teddy and Booker T. Hope to see everyone there. It's going to be a nice patriotism, motivation, inspiration, and most of all, fun. We all need it. See you there November 9th. Hi, Joe here from Guaranteed Service. There's nothing worse than having your furnace or boiler break down during a cold spell. That's why this is a perfect time to take advantage of our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up. Our 21-point checklist covers everything needed to keep your system running safely and efficiently. We'll even guarantee no breakdowns all winter long or your repairs free. So call today for our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up and you'll become a customer for life. Guaranteed. Hey everybody, welcome to Common Ground with Bill Spadia, brought to you by New Jersey 101.5. It's election night, it's exciting. We are at the North Brunswick Pub, it is buzzing here. Bill is on his way, he will be joining us shortly. He has been on the trail all day, he's been on the trail for months, helping candidates across this state begin to get their message out and uh, hopefully win tonight. So it's a big, big night. We are so happy that you're joining us. We're excited for Bill to get here and we've got a few really special people to talk to. We're going to start with the Baroski family who owns the North Brunswick Pub. They've owned it for almost 45 years. We're going to talk to Katie, her dad, Bruce, and uh, incredible family. And this pub is great. If you haven't been here, you've got to come to the North Brunswick Pub. These guys are patriots, an incredible family. We're also going to have a chance for Bill to interview Owen Henry, who's here tonight. He is mayor of Oldbridge since 2011, but running for Senate in a legislative District 12. So hopefully Owen is doing well. We'll hear more from him when Bill gets here. He's taking the seat of the longtime serving Senator Sam Thompson. So that's a change and uh, hopefully a win uh, for Owen tonight. And then we're going to hear from Sal Peruli. Sal is a fighter, member of the Garwood Board of Education. He is one of the original fighters stepping in and standing up for parental rights and he's paid a price for it. They've come after him, they've sued him. You'll hear the story tonight if you haven't heard it already, and it's incredible. People, just every day, people, Sal just decided he wasn't going to take it. He was going to stand up to fight for parental rights and to protect our kids, and you'll hear what's going on with all of that. So we will be here with Bill shortly. Stick with us. We're going to break for a commercial, and Bill will be walking in to this incredible electric environment very shortly. We'll be back with you. Hey, guys. Bill Spadia here. Like you, I am sick and tired of the culture of acceptance that has been beaten into us by Trenton politicians on both sides of the aisle. Accepting their higher taxes, accepting higher tolls, crumbling roads, accepting a radical school curriculum, accepting busloads of illegal border crossers, accepting prisoners being let out before they complete their sentences. And perhaps worst of all, accepting losing November after November. It is time to break the mentality of acceptance being pushed by Trenton politicians. We need to demand common sense policies and 
leaders who get it. I am excited to announce the launch of Elect Common Sense and to serve as its honorary chairman. It is time to get back to winning. All right, guys, back with you. Elizabeth Nader here sitting in for Bill Spader, who we're waiting for. He's working hard on the trail. I know he was making phone calls tonight. By the way, before I introduce you to and talk to our fun fan here, did you vote? I voted. Did you vote yet? You can still vote. It's only barely 6 o'clock. The polls are open till 8 o'clock. Make sure you vote today. Bill's working hard out there, making phone calls still was walking with candidates until this morning so there's a lot going on so make sure you vote again polls close at eight o'clock we're waiting for bill to come in the meantime we just grabbed a super fan can i call you that yes a super fan go ahead and introduce yourself hello my name is chiquita pitman like chiquita banana chiquita Hi. chiquita where do you live i live in somerset new jersey okay so how long have you been listening to bill spadia oh my god i've been listening to bill spadia for a few years now i listen to him every morning he is awesome this would be the third time that i've had the pleasure of meeting him and i just love what he stands for the whole common sense is real and he is exactly what I think is my opinion what New Jersey needs. He's what New Jersey needs, yes. So you've been listening to 101.5 for a long time. You tune it you tune it to Bill every morning. Every morning. What are your favorite episodes? What do you love? Because people will say to me, what does he talk about? And I said, well, any given time he can be talking about meatballs or railing about politics. So what yes. do you love most that I, he does? I love Blue Friday. You love Blue Friday. Yes, yes. He's all about the police and I come from a blue family as well, so I love what he stands for. I love his energy, yeah. and again, I think he is exactly what New Jersey needs. So I gotta ask you, do you ever disagree with Bill? No, because the common sense is what we need right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're short of that. We're definitely short of that. So you come from a family who've served in uh, with police or in military? I My uncle was a police officer in Boston, wow. a retired police officer for 31 years, God Amazing. rest his soul, and his grandson just became a North Carolina state trooper. Wow. And then um, I have an uncle that retired from New Jersey State Police, so I'm all about blue myself, so it's great the things that he does for the officers. That's awesome, and, and for those of you who may not know, Friday's Blue Friday on NJ101.5 on Bill Spadia's show. And he honors uh, the sacrifice and the heroic stories. And uh, even, you know, we're hearing stories now out of Israel, and he's honoring those, uh, po the police force who had to step in on October 7th, that horrific day. So listen, Chiquita, we're thrilled that you're here. Thank you. And thank you for listening to thank him every you. day for thank your you. loyalty and all the things. It matters. And thank you for caring about common sense. New Jersey's going to change. Absolutely. And God bless our blue. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Chiquita. All right. All right, guys, super fans. We love our super fans. Um, while we wait for Bill, we're going to go ahead and have uh, Katie Bereski come up. And I'm going to talk to Katie, who's family owns the North Brunswick Pub. We're in the North Brunswick Pub tonight. The place is uh, just buzzing. 
We want to hear about this great New Jersey institution. Katie, you want to put these on so sure. that you can hear me and I can hear you? Perfect. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am great. We're so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us in. I'm so happy to have you guys. We want to hear about the story behind your family and this New Jersey icon, the North Brunswick Pub. Um, my father was 29 years old when he bought this bar. It was August 6, 1979. I was not alive. <laughs> and that's it. That's We're still going. What is it that makes this place so unique and people are so... Because you hear people talking about it. I, I just spoke with somebody who said, you know, I grew up coming here yeah. and it's my old stomping grounds. What is it that makes this place so special? Um, I mean, I really, you know, not to quote cheers but we are where everybody knows your name we are your we are a hometown bar everybody knows everybody we're very welcoming we're very diverse yeah um yeah no and we've been around so long it's funny now for me I don't bartend as much as I used to but when I used to bartend now I'm seeing you know my customers kids that are turning 21 45 years is a long time yeah and it's it's nice to see. I even have employees of mine that their parents worked here, wow. that my father hired. Yeah. And, um, I mean, he's still very much involved. He's here every morning. I'm here. And then we've owned other bars in between. And uh, we recently just sold a bar in New York City that we've owned for 25 years, the Reed Street Pub. And um, now we just opened Colts Neck Pub on That's December great. 30th of last year. Well, congratulations. It's nice so. to hear that you're expanding. Of course, COVID isn't that far in our in our memory, right? I mean, you hope so. <laughs> how hope so? But I mean, how hard was that for your industry? Um, well, the industry itself lost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, it changed the morale of the industry as far as it made people scared. Yeah, we were never scared. Um, you know, we followed the rules. We did what we had to do. Um, but it was it was tough. If, if we weren't in business for so long, it would have been much, much harder. A lot of newer restaurants and, and bars, they, you know, they didn't last yeah. because they couldn't. Right. They, they couldn't. Well, so. we lost a third of all businesses mm-hmm. in the state of New Jersey yes. during that time not to come back. Thankfully, you guys weathered the storm. But as I look around here, and this place is packed and it's buzzing, as I said before, but I see a lot of signs that are patriotic. What are the values that your family cares about that you love to really put on display? We're very, very big, you know, supporter of the military and first responders. And um, it's something, I I don't know anything else. My father has been like that since we've opened. Um, And a lot of it really changed because we were in business near ground zero after 9-11. So when, you know, when all that happened, you know, you never think you're going to be directly impacted by something like that. Right. But our other bar was so close to it. Oh, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. we were about five, six blocks north of the World Trade Center. And, you know, it was, I was a senior in high school when it happened. My brother, Brian, he runs our bar at Colts Neck. He was there. He was a young man. We were a new, fairly new business. And, it, you know, the, we let firefighters in everybody come in it was like a safe haven we were one of the first bars downtown to reopen after 9-11 and um yeah my father served in the air force oh that's awesome my father-in-law is a vietnam vet in the, in the army and you know it is what it just it's 
I don't know anything else. Yeah, that's awesome. You yeah. guys, big li- big listeners to Bill on oh, 101.5. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what do you love about his show? Oh, I mean, he just, he's one of us. So, you he's know. one of us. Yeah, we just, I, he aligns with everybody, you yeah. know. And, and that's what I feel about our place. We try to make sure that we, you know, not that we don't get political at times, because right. unfortunately sometimes you have to. Yeah. Because they kind of inserted themselves into right. everything. But, right. you know, we are just, uh, except everybody, want to hear everyone's opinion. Everyone, everyone, you want everyone to have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. So you guys are really invested in New Jersey, obviously. Yes. And your family's very invested here. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about the future of the state, and what would you like to see change? I just, I think... We need less government involvement. Mm. Let us do what we do. Right. You know, and I mean, we've been in business for a really long time, and I grew up in the bar business, and, you know, that's one thing, it, you know, not that COVID was so, you know, we all went through it, right. the whole country, right. the whole world, right. but it made us stronger as a family, as a business. We kept our employees working. We, it was very, very important to us to make... You know, I can't tell you how many customers, employees were just so grateful that we were, we stuck around and that we pushed through and that we, you know, it was hard. It was really hard. Well, let's hope never again, right? I mean, a lot of decisions were made during that time that really hurt a lot of businesses. So are you guys going to keep expanding? What do you see in your future? Um, Well, we just opened another location. So that's... You know, our, yeah, that's our focus right now. Bill has actually been there, yeah. so um, that's our focus now. Um, we would eventually, um, we want to expand and do like an outdoor area. Uh, so we were, we did get cleared for it. So we do have the. We're gonna. We're, it's just we need to bring up plans and all this and that, and it will be a temp. It will be like a partially indoor outdoor space, but will it will add a significant amount more seating. Yeah. So. That is exciting. All right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we love that you guys are fans. You're uber fans. Yes. I think you've been that for a long yes. time. You've had a yes. Spadia sign up here for quite some time. Yes. It's kind of the fun thing to talk about. But we appreciate you hosting us here tonight. Yeah. It's an exciting day. It's election day. It is. You know, every year in New Jersey, we have an election. Every single year. Not every state is that way, but there's never a letdown yeah. in New Jersey. Every November, somebody is on the ballot. And are you hearing more and more people talk about elections? Are you hearing more and more yeah, people? Yeah, I will say, I mean, not to go back to the pandemic, but it, it made people start having different conversations at the bar. Yeah. Where, you know, I grew up, you never talk about religion or politics, and it, that instantly changed. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it, especially everything going on now with wars and, and you know, the economy and, and just everything, I mean, social issues, everything, they're talking here all the time, and people are looking forward to change. Yeah, people change. People want change. Yeah. yeah, so I hope... Let's hope they all voted. Uh, that, too. <laughs> I, I voted. Um, I hope, and I hope they can figure out a fair voting system, and, you know, we have to make sure, as not just New Jerseyans, but as a country, that the things that have happened in the last three, four years never happen again. Amen to that. I I couldn't say that better. That is the truth. And it's our duty as Americans to make sure that never happens again. Yeah. Katie, I love it. I I love the spirit that you have. I love the fact that 
you have a family business. This is what America is all about, entrepreneurism and family. And you taking a step and step out and expanding and taking the risk and letting the market tell you whether or not you'll be successful, not government. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do. Awesome. I love New Jersey. I don't want to leave. I, I don't, I have so many friends who are like, we got to get out of this state. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Like, it, we have the best of the best here. We do. We do. We do. And we, we have a great country. Yes, but, we do. But we need to save it. Amen to that. Well, I just want to so. thank you again on behalf of Bill. He's actually walking in right oh. now. So you get a chance to say hi. Okay. I think we're going to go to a commercial break so that he can come and take my chair. Okay. Um, but Katie, thank you so much. It we was appreciate so nice you. to meet you. I'm and so happy great. to have you here. Absolutely. All right, guys, commercial break real quick. And then the real guy will be sitting here that you're wanting to see, Bill Spadia, in two minutes. Hi, Bill. How's it going? Brian Kilmeade here. I want to congratulate you on the relaunch of Common Ground. It is great. I'm glad it's back. Also, I'm going to be in New Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm coming there November 9th. 7 o'clock, everybody who comes gets my brand new book, Teddy and Booker T. Hope to see everyone there. It's going to be a nice patriotism, motivation, inspiration, and most of all, fun. We all need it. See you there November 9th. Hi, Joe here from Guaranteed Service. There's nothing worse than having your furnace or boiler break down during a cold spell. That's why this is a perfect time to take advantage of our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up. Our 21-point checklist covers everything needed to keep your system running safely and efficiently. We'll even guarantee no breakdowns all winter long or your repairs free. So call today for our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up and you'll become a customer for life. Guaranteed. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Like you, I am sick and tired of the culture of acceptance that has been beaten into us by Trenton politicians on both sides of the aisle. Accepting their higher taxes, accepting higher tolls, crumbling roads, accepting a radical school curriculum, accepting busloads of illegal border crossers, accepting prisoners being let out before they complete their sentences and perhaps worst of all, accepting losing November after November. It is time to break the mentality of acceptance being pushed by Trenton politicians. We need to demand common sense policies and leaders who get it. I am excited to announce the launch of Elect Common Sense and to serve as its honorary chairman. It is time to get back to winning. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to Common Ground with Bill Spadia. That's me, brought to you by New Jersey 101.5. So sorry about that I was late. I, uh, uh, Elizabeth Nader did a fantastic job filling in, and I want to thank Katie and Bruce. Uh, the North Brunswick Pub is one of the best pubs in New Jersey, Seconded only by the Colts Neck Pub, of course. Both owned by the same family. Fantastic. Food's great. The beer's great. The company is great. We're happy to be here. Today is Election Day, New Jersey. This is it. It's about 6 o'clock now. Polls will be closing in two hours. So if you are listening to me, watching me live, you got to get out and vote. Now, 
This election is actually different than many elections we've had. I was on Newsmax earlier today, and one of the conversations that, that had come up earlier was that some of the reporters out there, some of the political reporters, are saying that this is an election that has been nationalized with the issues. I don't agree at all. Let me tell you what I mean by that. They're trying to say that the Democrats have created a national issue, whether it comes to abortion, etc., and they are now driving votes up in states across this country, Ohio, uh, where there's a ballot referendum that will um, take the abortion issue and put it in their constitution. There are governor's races in Kentucky and in Mississippi. Now, what's happening is that Republicans across the country are actually starting to see a surge. And the reason? Because the election is not national down. The election is grassroots up. What's happened is abortion has not become the national issue driving Democratic candidates to victory. Parental rights have become the local issue driving up the vote. And I can tell you, we just left our good friend Matt Mensch, who is the mayor of Bridgewater. Uh, hopefully he will be reelected by a large margin tonight. I'll be headed down to Ocean County, then over to Mercer. I was on the phone all day. We've got 100 candidates that we're supporting. There are several issues that are first and foremost. Number one, parental rights. Number two, protecting small businesses like this, like the North Brunswick Pub, that employs people and has sustainable jobs and has become a, a really a, a foundation of this North Brunswick, Middlesex County neighborhood. Uh, and then there's law enforcement. When you look at the national issues, the Democrats don't stand a chance. They've got an open border where we're funding two conflicts, one that makes zero sense. In my opinion, the Ukraine war is just nothing more than a money laundering operation. Uh, we should not be spending a dime in Ukraine. On the other side, in Israel, we've got the Biden administration that they're playing footsie with Hamas. They're trying to get a pause in the action. Let me tell you something, when it comes to Israel, we need 100% total victory over Hamas. According to one of the Israeli defense organizations, they said now they're at a point where they estimate 58% of Palestinians are polling in favor of Hamas. This is after the bloody, torturous, murderous massacre on October 7th. Totally unacceptable. If you're innocent, get out of Gaza. If you're not, you're going to unfortunately be caught up in what should be a total victory by the Israeli forces. And for those innocents that get caught up in it, you pray for their souls. But the bottom line is you pray for total victory. We cannot coexist with evil. We have to defeat and destroy the forces of evil. Now, back to New Jersey. What does it mean for us on election night? Those are all the big issues. And when you talk about the national debt, when you talk about the cost of living, when you talk about the cost of fuel, when you talk about the war against fossil fuels, it's hurting our trucking and our fishing and our energy production and driving energy costs up for the average working class family. The Republicans have the edge nationally. Locally, we have the edge because of parental rights, because of the disaster of bail reform, creating a revolving door for criminals, because Trenton is completely out of control. We've had a governor that has run roughshod over your medical freedom, over your parental rights, over your economic freedom, over your religious liberty for the past uh, term and a half. I mean, literally, he came into office in 2017, got reelected in 2021 because the Republicans did such a terrible job of fighting him. Well, now the opportunity has turned around and we're finding that Republicans at the local level are taking back their streets, they're taking back their school boards, taking back their county offices. Now, my next guest is he's an important guy because he represents one of the things that has happened in New Jersey, where we are seeing an entire bench of local leaders 
who are mayors, who are members of council, who served on the school board, planning board, etc., rising up to the level now of the legislature. And there is an opportunity tonight that the Republicans could take back seats in the in both the Senate and the Assembly. My next guest is the mayor of Old Bridge in Middlesex County, a great guy, friend of ours. Uh, his name is Owen Henry, and he is just hours away from, I hope, being called the Senate Senator-elect. I'm going to bring in Mayor Owen Henry now. Uh, he's off to stage left, and he's coming in. Sometimes when you do a production in a bar, you don't have all of the breaks, etc. Owen, how you doing? Great to see you. Here, I got headphones for you. So, first of all, thank you for being here. Phil, let me thank you uh, publicly and personally for all the nice things you've said about me thank on you. the radio. Um, if I had a dollar for everyone who called me, you'd say, <laughs> Bill was talking about you this morning on the radio and, and uh, just the support Look, you've given me over the years. I've known you for years. And, uh, you know, I'm not a talker, so I'm, I'm a doer. I get the you're a doer. Done. Well, let's talk done. about that. I mean, here you are in a in a in an environment where you're a very effective and successful mayor, well-respected, honestly, on both sides of the aisle. Absolutely. I mean, you get a lot of Democrat votes. You get a lot of independent votes. You're carrying that now into the state Senate. And, it, you know, by all uh, looks of this from just not just uh, what we're seeing on the ground in terms of turnout, but honestly what we've seen for the past, I would say, six months to eight months, uh, you are surging to a very convincing victory tonight. First of all, how do you feel? And second of all, what's the first thing you want to do? I am uh, nervously optimistic. Of course, <laughs> of course, anyone who puts their name on a ballot, you know, it's, it's not an easy day yeah. when you have people judging you and picking between you and two other people. It's, right. it's stressful. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to go through that in life. You right. know? Uh, but uh, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, like-minded people like myself, hard-working people, uh, are going to come out and support me. And yeah. I hope they do, because I have a lot to offer down at Trenton. You do. There's no doubt. I mean, if you take just your fiscal policies alone, uh, balancing the budget, keeping the taxes down, understanding how to consolidate where it's practical, uh, are you concerned at all that you're going to get into the state Senate and say, okay, this is a lot harder than I thought. They, there are too many people here that really don't want to move the needle. I, I faced that 12 years ago when I took over as mayor. Um, people called me clueless at the time. I wasn't going to know what to do. I know what to do, Bill. I'm a businessman. I know how to fix things. And I think I've made my living. And that's what I've done in Old Bridge, constantly fix things. Everything we touch, we've made better in Old Bridge. I took a town over it. I couldn't make payroll. Had to make wow. some real difficult decisions. Very difficult. I'm still... People hold that against me for having to take some real difficult steps. But look 12 years later. Yeah. I think the town is in good financial shape for the next 30 years. It's healthy. It's very healthy. Old Bridge is a healthy town. Booming. I mean, one of the Financially strongest healthy. in Middlesex. You know, and people say overdevelopment, overcrowding. But the last 10 years, Bill, our population has stayed the same. Between 2010 and 2020, population-wise, we have not grown. We've changed. We've become a much more um, elder population, more yep. fluent. Um, but Old Bridge, I believe, is a Are you seeing the diversity, too? I mean, we're oh. seeing, you know, the, the, there's the largest um, minority group in New Jersey, Asian Americans. The largest group of Asian Americans uh, uh, are Indian Americans. Mm -hmm. And it is the fastest growing group yes. in the state. And what's interesting to me is that I've spoken to a lot of these groups that, that neither party has yet to really get a hold on the Asian American community. I mean, it was very Democrat when, when uh, Governor Murphy was running for re-election. You'll love this, I gave a speech to a small group, uh, 40 businessmen were there, and uh, and I asked, I said, you know, how many of you wrote a check to Phil Murphy last time? Every hand went up. And I said, well, how's it working out for you? 
And then we laughed and broke the ice. So do you see that opportunity, and have you seen that with the minority communities in Oldbridge? Yes, with, uh, yes a big big increase in a lot of minorities. Oldbridge is a very diverse community, and I think what that's what makes it so great. Um, and I've embraced all the all the ethics and, and all the cultures and been to all everyone's event and on um, the business owners a lot of Asian owned businesses yeah. and I've been right there for them and let them know we could do better we can do better in Trenton for our small business owners what are they saying to you I mean I, I, my guess is you've had conversations with uh, Tony Bucco who's going to be uh, potentially the majority leader in the Senate and, and are you are they having conversations about policy at this point? Yes, he came up with a plan. Yeah, he came up with a plan. He made it public uh, last week. The seven steps we're going to take. Obviously, parental rights are right up there on the yep, top. Yep. Um, well, the offshore wind was was canceled, thank God. Um, so we, we're, we're still going to be dealing. That was. Yes. And you were a big voice in that. I mean, here you are. You know, you, you're you were not directly in on some of the towns that were really suffering with the whales coming up and all well, that. We're cost. a short town. We you, do have waterfront. But Oldbridge. you were you were a champion. You were aggressive. Well, you know, and Bill, I had to be very careful because I'm in, I'm with the trades, who right. supposedly told sold a bill of goods that they were going to benefit from this. We have a better way to employ more people, cleaner energy, more uh, just lower rates. It goes against everything the governor wanted to do. The opposite. Meet the demand of electricity here in New Jersey. That's my business. You know, it's funny you say the trades, and we've talked to uh, we've talked to a lot of them there, right? IBEW and the you know the carpenters and bricklayers. I mean, uh, heavy equipment. All of these the iron that, workers, fellow iron the, workers. We love the iron workers, uh, but I think they were all anticipating a a flood of jobs. And what what I've said is that. Imagine if we diverted that money from wind and put it into improving the natural gas infrastructure, in building a nuclear power plant. But we don't have enough trades folks now to fill all the jobs no, that it, we could create in the next five And I years. constantly recruit. I go to the schools. Everyone doesn't have to go to college. You can get a good, well-paying job. You can raise a family, send your kids to school, and in the trades. We are always looking for tradesmen what, and tradeswomen. What was the uh, number one issue in Oldbridge? Because as I said, I mean, uh, yes, you know, so many towns in New Jersey are waterfront, but when you saw what was happening in Point Pleasant, you saw where, you know, uh, they were seeing this in Sea Isle City. I mean, these are beach towns, and, and the beach towns were taking... Uh, the, the brunt of the wind debacle with the lines coming in, etc. What were you hearing from residents in well, Oldbridge? It was getting rammed down their throat. Yeah. You know, there was no option. There was no discussion. You're getting them. They're coming. Here they come. And I thought it was, from day one, it was not a well-thought-out plan. Yeah. It's not going to meet the needs in New Jersey. I mean, when you have all the windmills and their production, it wasn't. it's a drop in the bucket of the electrical needs here. Yeah. And, you know, environmentally, well, we saw what it did to the marine life. But those windmills are not wireless. Cables need to be run <laughs> right. from this ocean bottom, dredged through the bottom of the ocean, and on land, and whether run underground or above line, they're going to have the, a negative impact on the environment also. What, what about if we go back a little bit and talk about what the Republican majority might do in terms of the thousands of elderly uh, um, New Jersey residents, family members, grandparents, who, who died during COVID when we knew that Judy Persichilli ordered as the health commissioner that the hospitals would release an elderly patient and even though they were sick and symptomatic right back into the long-term facility obviously i don't know why they're not being called out on it yeah. well, they weren't called out on, uh, in uh, in trenton i think the governor got a pass and his staff um and hopefully we can re uh, resurrect that because there's yeah. a lot of people who want answers and we lost a, a lot of people in nursing homes in oldbridge and i know they are very upset 
Oh, and real quick, what about uh, what about veterans? You know, we have a very high rate of veteran unemployment in New Jersey. The Democratic majority has been in power since, what, 20 years now that they've been mm-hmm. in power, where it flipped. It went from a veto-proof Republican majority back in 2000, yeah. and by 2003, it all slipped away. Here we are 20 years later. Uh, we've got massive debt, $210 billion in unfunded future liabilities. We've got a you know unfinished roadway projects. Pennsylvania, they're out there uh, fixing, I think it's 250 bridges. They're going to do it in two years under budget. We've got hundreds of bridges that are in disrepair. And I think in the last two years, we've fixed 11. Yeah, our infrastructure is a disaster yeah. here in New Jersey. So, so what's the first thing when, when if, if, let's say we get the majority, what would you see as the the top priority of Republicans to undo what the Democrats have done? That's a tough, a tough question, though, and I'm not going to, I'm not, you know. Yeah. There are so many issues we have. Yeah, there are, there's just so, so, so many, but we have to start, and I think that's what's important about today. It's a starting point. Yeah. We go down and take issue by issue and find out how my fellow senators, how we're going to, you know, right. we have some very bright people down in Trenton. And let's just pick away at it. Pick away at the parental rights are no important for everybody, and that goes across, uh, you know, party lines. Yeah. Um, the veterans, as you say, that's an issue across party lines. That's not a Republican. Absolutely. Issue. And I'm fortunate to have uh, Joint Base McGuire in the district. Yes. Uh, General uh, Doyle Cemetery is in my district, North Hanover, and uh, we can't do enough for our veterans. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that, I, and I don't know if it is still the highest in the country, but it is among the highest of veteran unemployment. And I, I can't for the life of me understand how the Democrats have literally done nothing with this. Nothing. 20 years. You know, we're doing uh, some affordable housing in town, veteran preferred. And I hope we'll get uh, anyone who's uh, a veteran who's struggling with housing to get them in the house. Well, I will tell you this. Um, there are very few Republicans that I can look at and say, let's go down and check the boxes. Are you, uh, are you a leader? Do you have the integrity? Do you have the principles, the courage, the fight, the vigor, the, the ability? And then the ideas in terms of lowering debt, lowering taxes, infrastructure. Oh, and I've got to tell you, one of few that I it just, you check all the boxes and I, I, I believe you could check all those boxes. Yeah. And I've proven that over 12 years. Yeah, you have. I mean, it's been tough. We've faced everything nature and God could throw at us. Yeah. Uh, we always came out of better town after it. And, uh, What's the first thing you're going to do tomorrow? Let's say the, the polls close and we're declaring you the senator-elect. What's the first thing you do? Who do you call first? Um, well, my grandson lives with me, so I'm going to give him a big hug. I've been promising him to take him I down to the, the state house. Obviously, I'm going to call my girlfriend, uh, my family. They're coming into. My I son's in from Switzerland for the election ah, it's today. Fantastic. It's so uh, uh, I'm going to thank God. Um, first thing, I'm going to get up in the morning, hopefully. Um, I don't God take willing, any right? day. Oh, I, God willing. You know, as I get older, you worry about those I things. Well, Mr. Mayor, it has been a pleasure uh, working with you. I can't work to work, work you know, with you, Bill. And, uh, Thank you. When Thank we you. do have a problem in Trent, we're going to reach out to you. Yeah. Well, look, the, the microphone is yours. That's, and I've said this, that we, we are talking to the largest audience in the state. And as you know, people are listening. We, uh, and they want out, solutions. Please get out and vote. Get out and vote. You've know, you got two hours left. We hear you, if you don't vote, don't complain. Well, this is beyond that. If you don't yes. vote in this election, bad things are going to happen to yeah. you, your family, and more people and more people are going to have to leave New Jersey because of the results of today, the, the consequences of what happens tonight. And I've got a bet with my news anchor, Eric Scott, that I bet the over on turnout setting it at 28%. So get out there and vote because oh, I've got a bottle of bourbon on the line. That, that favors us and like-minded yeah. people like me. It does. People getting out because they're... Uh, 
difference. Yeah. They're motivated to come out because they change? can make Both. a difference. Yes. They can. Thank you. Thanks, Always great bro. to I talk to you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Looking Always great to, to have you. I'm going to have you on the radio very soon. As a matter of fact, you're welcome to come on tomorrow and do a victory lap. All right. I don't want to <laughs> jinx you. anything though. So we'll wait until tomorrow. I'll text you tomorrow. Thank uh, you. Owen Henry, great mayor of Old Bridge, uh, is going to be an outstanding state senator Thank representing you, Middlesex and Monmouth County. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we are going to take a quick break for our, with our sponsor. Hey, by the way, I just found out today, Guaranteed Service, brand new sponsor, my buddy Helmy. Let me tell you something, guys. You need a guy in New Jersey, Guaranteed Service. They are the right guys. We're going to hear from them uh, right quick, and then I'm going to bring in my next guest, who you could argue was the start of this entire battle to protect parental rights. His name is Sal Peruli. He is a Board of Education member in Garwood. He got this whole thing rolling by standing up for mom and dad and kids. We'll be right back. Hi, Joe here from Guaranteed Service. There's nothing worse than having your furnace or boiler break down during a cold spell. That's why this is a perfect time to take advantage of our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up. Our 21-point checklist covers everything needed to keep your system running safely and efficiently. We'll even guarantee no breakdowns all winter long or your repairs free. So call today for our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up and you'll become a customer for life. Guaranteed. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Like you, I am sick and tired of the culture of acceptance that has been beaten into us by Trenton politicians on both sides of the aisle. Accepting their higher taxes, accepting higher tolls, crumbling roads, accepting a radical school curriculum, accepting busloads of illegal border crossers, accepting prisoners being let out before they complete their sentences. And perhaps worst of all, accepting losing November after November. It is time to break the mentality of acceptance being pushed by Trenton politicians. We need to demand common sense policies and leaders who get it. I am excited to announce the launch of Elect Common Sense and to serve as its honorary chairman. It is time to get back to winning. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to Common Ground with me, Bill Spadia, brought to you by New Jersey 101.5 and our many advertisers, which you'll hear from throughout the show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Brian Kilmeade for um, uh, giving us a great opportunity to partner with his next event that's happening in Red Bank on Thursday. We've got a lot of good folks going to that. Uh, Brian's been a, a good voice of reason on the air. You don't have many of them these days. Uh, as we were talking, today's election day. Now for me, it's like the Super Bowl. Like this is it. This is this is a day I love because this is, wow, they're bringing in beer for us now. Sal, do you want a beer? I'd love one. All right, can we get one more? Can we get one more? Yes, thank you. Now we are here at the North Brunswick Pub uh, in North Brunswick, Middlesex County, right off Route 1. And my guest here is Sal Peruli. Now, We've talked about Election Day and the importance of this Election Day in particular. One of the things going on <coughs> excuse me, in this Election Day is that we are seeing a ground-up battle. Now, most election uh, seasons, what you hear about is coattails. You hear about the guys at the top running a strong campaign, whether it's for president, for governor, senator, and even state senator, and pulling up the down-ballot candidates, whether they're school board, assembly, council, committee, whatever they are. This year is different. This year, what we're seeing, and I, and I can tell you, I have been doing this a long time. I've never seen a season 
where there were more Board of Education signs on the street corners and in front of homes than just about any legislative candidate out there. So I wanted to bring my friend Sal Peruli on. He is with the Garwood Board of Education. I'm going to give his disclaimer for him. Anything you hear from Sal today is not on behalf of the Board of Education. He is not speaking for any government entity. This is Sal as a person. Did I get that right, Sal? You got it. Or business entity. Or business entity, right. <clears throat> want to get our disclaimers out there. Uh, first of all, cheers, Sal, and a Salute. happy election day to thank you. you. So here's the thing. Uh, thank you to the staff at the North Brunswick Pub. Tip your servers. This is an outstanding place in New Jersey. So about a year, a year and a half ago, yep. uh, you uncovered this battle that we had no idea was going to be so huge where there was a curriculum being pushed by the Department of Education at the state level and then infused into local libraries where kids had access to what any normal person would call pornography. Now, I've had the lawyers correct people and say, well, you can't really call it pornography. Let me tell you something. You've got depictions of sex acts available to fourth and fifth graders. So I don't care what you want to call it. It's bad and it's not appropriate for kids. And I'll take it a step further. Most parents who tried to read this stuff in Board of Education meetings were shut down, had the mics turned off, thrown out because it was not appropriate material. So Sal, you were one of the first that brought it to my attention. You have been through the ringer, you have been sued, you have been, uh, they've had complaints against you, all for standing up for kids and parents. Tell me, take us back to where it started and how it started. Sure, so thank you. And the disclaimer was perfect. Um, so I have to repeat it. Uh, so yeah, so there was a big grassroots effort in my town, small town of Garwood. Uh, who we all noticed this was happening during COVID. These standards and guidelines for sex ed were passed and then tried to force upon the school district. So I was the first one in the state. Just to inject into that, it was June of 2020. Correct. So we had been locked down by this governor in March. We were trying to figure out how to get out while New Jerseyans were struggling with their kids doing their homework at the dining room table, trying to do Zoom classes while you were trying to balance work. Everybody's masked up. They were passing a sex curriculum. Correct. And when we saw this, we saw what was in it, and literally it's telling school districts that you have to teach kids as young as kindergarten about anal sex, oral sex, and masturbation, and whatever gender they think they are or want to be. So I was the first one in the state to actually write a resolution and get a resolution passed that said, hey, our school district's not doing this. Okay? We're going to – we're not – you know, we're going to keep the standards and guidelines. you got to keep those because of QSAC scores, which is, you know, bribing the school districts. If you don't get a high QSAC score, they're not going to fund you. They deny your funding. They deny your funding. Right. So it's bribing. So the, the state literally treated the schools like they were a, a mafia organization. 100%. And, still you know, we're not going to give you your, your, your VIG unless you do what we said. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, so the resolution passed. Shortly thereafter, all of a sudden, I'm getting attacked. The Board of Ed flipped on me. Uh, I would find out that the, they had been pressured to get rid of me, to do something about us, and turn the resolution over. So what they did was... How many people on the board at the time? Uh, nine. Nine-member board, your resolution to get rid of this junk out of the, the school. Passes seven to two. Seven to two. So six other folks said, yes, Sal, you're right. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. How many of them turned? All of them. What happened, All of them. What happened was Cowards. they started making up... Well, two did not, okay, originally. And then I found out that they ended up voting me off the Clark Board of Ed. See, we are ascending district. Our kids go to high school in Clark. I sat on that Board of Ed also. And 
in the dark of night with no reason, no legit reason, they had me pulled off that board of ed and replaced. And when I asked or, or pushed for a reason, a legit reason, because they started coming up with these crazy allegations against me, like I was leaking information from executive sessions and all this, this silly stuff. Lies. Just we call lies, them lies. Lies to completely yep. destroy my reputation. And now they're talking about ethic complaints that would destroy my life, that things that would really harm me. And they had me pulled off the Clark Board of Ed. So the next thing, myself and my attorney, Ron Broody, you know Ron. I know Ron. He's a great yeah. guy. He's awesome a fighter. guy. Ron's you guys a fighter. need an attorney. Reach out to Ron. That's my plug. Many for you, of you actually know Ron yep. because Ron was on our list as we went through this COVID nightmare and the lockdowns. Ron was on our list of attorneys. One of the things that we did with the radio station, uh, at least I can speak for my show, is we turned it into a resource for mm -hmm. people who were fighting big corporate, fighting the government, etc. So Ron was certainly one of those yeah. champions and of so liberty. Ron's been great. And and we, what we did was we filed a notice of claim. And so that notice of claim is not a lawsuit. That's important. What it was was, okay, you're not going to tell me why you want to pull all these fake charges against me and ethical reasons why you're pulling me off the board of Ed for Clark. Then we're going to have to do it legally. So we filed a notice of claim to try to get discovery. The board of Ed then in turn, and, I, and it was the former board of Ed attorney, he's now been fired, uh, decided we're going to sue Sal. So they sued me not once, <laughs> but twice. Personally. Personally. They personally. came after me personally. And, and let's back up. This all stemming from Sal Peruli saying, hey, you're teaching this inappropriate stuff in school. We're sexualizing the kids. We got to stop it. And he had seven to two support on his board. So this came out of nowhere. Yep. And uh, and they were going. And I said it from the beginning. And the very first time I spoke to you was, they're going to try to use me as an example, yeah. an example of what they can do throughout the state. So after they sued me twice, they lost both times. We filed a motion to, for them to uh, to cover all the costs for these lawsuits because state statute says, hey, if a board of ed member gets sued. The, the, we have insurance that says you have to cover those costs. Well, a judge just said no. 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 Not cover. Which, you know, it sets such <laughs> a horrible precedence now that they can go after any individual that stands up for parental rights and goes against their disgusting now, did you agenda. Appeal that? Well, we have to appeal it, and that's why I'm asking everybody to help. All right. Is gotta, there a give, send, go? Yes. Give, right, send, give, send, go slash parents project. So I will make sure, so, so I'm going to ask you to yep. tag me on Twitter, yes. at Bill Spadia, and we will share that. I will also put this on the New Jersey 101.5 website. Mm -hmm. So when this show gets posted to our free New Jersey 101.5 app, we're going to have the link to this because I think it's very important. So it's givesendgo.com slash parents project parents project so it's it's extremely important because they've set now a precedence if i don't appeal this that they can go after any board member uh that stands up against them and that board member will have no say and they did this at this time because as you said there's so many board members that are running now for parental rights they're right. standing up for our children um and and, and it, we're seeing these snowflakes start turning yeah. into snowballs look at what happened in hanover with uh when they passed, well, the, they fought back. They in Hanover fought back, and, and everybody thought they caved. They didn't. Yes, they right. actually waited for the right time to then throw out the entire policy. Exactly, and you saw what the right. re, what the reaction of the attorney general was. Right. Sue them. I'm going to sue Hanover. Yeah. So they went after Hanover. Yep. They sued them. It got thrown out. Right. And because the AG went after the whole board, the state, you, the taxpayers, had to cover those legal costs. And this is what's going to keep happening now. And, and by the way, the, the result the of that, so they sue Hanover, they yeah. lose. It gets thrown out. The, the attorney general then had to say that this was actually a guideline 
and not a mandate. Yep. So if you are a member of the school board, if you are running for school board today, it is election day and we are live here from the North Brunswick pub in North Brunswick, right on Route 1 in Middlesex County. If you're running, and what time is it now? So we've got an hour and 21 minutes before the polls close. Crunch time. This is all about parental rights. And Sal, I will tell you that, um, and you can go to my website, by the way, BillSpadia.com. Go to BillSpadia.com. Across the top, it's there's a link. There's a tab that says About. Scroll down to Endorsements. And I'm just going to show you real quick. This is what it looks like. Uh, so you can all see this. So scroll down to the endorsement page. And I'm going to read a few of these names off later so you know who, who you're voting for. Uh, we've got more than 100 candidates that we have endorsed. Many of them, about a third of them, are running for Board of Education. So it's all about um, not only repealing what, they, what the state has done, but I will tell you, Sal, you go back to 2021 when the Republicans were figuring out how to lose to Murphy. We were focused on school board elections and a couple hundred new school board members. Then in 2022, when the Republicans were figuring out how to not turn uh, Democrat seats into Republican seats in the House in New Jersey, we were focused on school board seats. All in, uh, more than 500 new school board members. It's one of the reasons why we've had such pushback. Now this year, there's an opportunity. Hundreds and hundreds of school board members are on the ballot this year, and there is only one issue, and that is there is no way that you're going to push this gender ideology on my child without me knowing about it. We shouldn't be pushing it anyway, but at the, ver at the first step, we gotta get parents involved. Yep, and I believe also every state legislature is on the ballot who made your kids mask up. Just remember that Thank today. you for saying every that. Every legislature yep. is on the ballot today who forced your kids no. to put those masks on and physically harm them. So in, uh, one more thing I want to say yeah, yeah. back into Ron is that And not just the masks, but the isolation. Yeah. I mean, you see the rise in calls to the suicide Anxiety. hotline. We've yeah. had kids as young as nine called the suicide yeah. hotline. I mean, what, what happened? And I've said this. Now, I'm going to say this, and this will make some of my Republican friends mad. But I'm the one that over two years has called out the Republicans that were weak on this. Mm -hmm. Because... It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about standing up for kids and parents and teachers, the rule of law. It's about standing up for the Constitution, standing up for our freedom. Now, I'm going to tell you from this seat today that I want you all to vote straight Republican, and I'll tell you why. We have to change majorities in Trenton or none of this gets solved. That said, you know day one tomorrow I'll be holding those new Republicans accountable to say, hey, you've got to follow the line of what parents and businesses and, and average citizens want to see in this state. Yeah, I'll give you the last word because I know yeah, i got to run to my endorsements. No, 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 go ahead. That, sorry. Um, yeah, and, and just to go back, you know, if I lose this appeal, what attorney is going to want to take up a defense, you know, when, uh, when they know that there's no chance to win? And, uh, you know, again, column B in Union County, Republicans straight down the line. We need to win this. We need to have parents in Hanover. Make sure you're out there voting for that team that's stuck up for your kids, especially, because that's going to set the example throughout the state against the opposition who are endorsed by Murphy. You know, Sal, you've said it well, and I, I say this over and over again. I've been around, you know, my wife Jody and I have been campaigning now for a year and a half, helping local, uh, local candidates out and doing our part. And one of the things that I say repeatedly, and you're a great example of this, no one is coming to save us. Whether you love Donald Trump or you don't love Donald Trump, when Donald Trump was president, we lost a lot of our rights here in New Jersey. Yeah. And the way we get them back is we build it from the ground up. So you thought maybe two years ago, three years ago, it didn't matter who sat on the Garwood Board of Education. 
Sal Peruli sits on the Board of Education in Garwood, thankfully, as a champion of parental rights and student rights and education. We need to stop with the propaganda and the pronouns and start teaching American greatness, start teaching arithmetic, start teaching actual history, not social justice, garbage, revisionist history. And, and that's just the start of it. But Sal, uh, I credit you with being one of the first people to bring it to my attention which allowed me to get it out to the largest audience in the state, which in turn over the past two years, there is a groundswell of people out there. And you, you, Sal, deserve a lot of the credit. So you got to help this man because he took on the fight at tremendous risk. This is a guy that with all these legal bills, you're talking about loss of business, loss of, of dwelling. There are any number of things that can happen. But as Sal said, one of the most important things is you want to send a message to other boards of education members that guys, it's okay to fight back because somebody has your back. So go to givesendgo.com and look up Parents Project. Parents Project. You know, there's so many things. Parents' rights, parental <laughs> rights. I got, I got 900 things in my head. Yeah. Parents Project on Give, Send, Go. Support Sal Peruli. Support every board of education member that is willing to stand up and fight for your rights. It's time. Thank you, Sal. Thank you. Thank you, Sal. Great to see you. Appreciate it. All right. Really appreciate you coming on. All right, guys. As I wrap up, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, before I was late because of traffic. I'm, well, Sal, cheers. cheers. Happy Election Thank Day. You. Before I was 15 minutes late starting the broadcast, uh, I had a whole plan that I was going to go through all of our endorsements. Now I got a new plan because it is coming up on 640 and I have exactly four minutes to get in the car and get to my speech in Ocean County. We're doing four counties tonight. It is election night. I want to leave you with this. Go to the website right now, BillSpadia.com. There's an About tab at the top. Scroll down to Endorsements and read some of the endorsements. At the top of the page, you've got Carmen Amato, Micheline Atea, Chris Ariyama, all going to be new senators if the voters turn out. You've got an hour and 10 minutes to get out there. Your vote counts. Let me leave you with this thought because this is not just about this election. It's about the election in 2024 and then in 2025. Here in 2023, we have an enormous opportunity to change the majority in the Assembly and in the State Senate. Now, I believe that Owen Henry is going to go to the Senate tonight. We know that Carmen Amato is going to go to the Senate in the Ocean County District. We know that Micheline Atea is in a dogfight. It's going to be close in the 38th. We know that Chris Ariyama is running a great campaign in Bergen County's 36th. We know that our friend Ed Durr in the 3rd District is fighting the right fight for the right reasons, and I believe he is going to prevail tonight. He's a good man. He's a good friend. He deserves your vote and support. But guys, when the dust settles, tomorrow, Wednesday, November 8th, it's day one. We're going to have to look at what has happened today. What was the turnout? How many new assembly members? How many school boards did we win? How many commissioner seats? Did we keep red counties red? Did we turn blue counties purple? What happened? I'll break it down for you on the radio tomorrow morning, New Jersey 101.5 FM, 6 to 10 a.m. on every weekday. But then we start looking toward 2024. And I know, I know a lot of you are saying, well, 2024 is all about uh, the presidential election. No, it's not. While you're focused on the presidential election, let me tell you where my focus is going to be. Local, local, local. Mayors, commissioners, school board members. Again,